0: We know life is short. We say life is short, but do we really believe it? Do we live that out? Do we make the most of every single day? You know, that cliche. For many of us, we go through the motions and we go through the daily grind of life, not realizing what's happening. And when all of a sudden we are struck with a tragedy or hardship and we're reminded of the preciousness of life. Those moments are often when we stop to take inventory of our lives and we decide if we're going to pursue that dream or go for that goal or spend more meaningful time with our friends and family. Whatever it is, my guest today took her own experience with loss and used it as fuel to go after her dream. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of StillBeingMolly.com, and this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an amazing person who's trying to make a positive impact not only through their personal life, but also with their professional career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact right where you are. My guest this week is Michelle Knight, the founder of Brand Mary, a branding and business consulting business that she started after a tragic loss she experienced. This is such an incredible episode and I loved it so much. I loved our conversation and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, on to my conversation with Michelle. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. And for the listeners, you know, obviously when you're listening to this, you're listening to it not when Michelle and I are actually speaking. We have long already had this conversation. We're like talking to you in the future. Um, And so Michelle and I are currently talking at a very early time. It's 7 a.m. my time and 6 a.m. her time. So this just shows our dedication to bringing you an awesome conversation. We're so dedicated. <laughs> and I have to share, I, I, I have to have you tell tell this story. This has nothing to do with business with purpose. This is simply an informational piece that I believe will change people's lives. So before we're recording, I was saying how I discovered that there were two freshly made chocolate chip cookies that had been left out all night. And I was just d- devastated by this because I'm afraid now that the chocolate chip cookies might no longer be good and one never lets a chocolate chip cookie go to waste. But then Michelle, you told me a, a piece of wisdom that your grandfather imparted to you. Can you please share that with the listeners?
1: Absolutely. My grandfather, <laughs> grandfather was obsessed with chocolate chip cookies and he taught me that you can put pieces of bread into a closed container with cookies like overnight and it will absorb all the moisture.
0: I can't. I, I've never heard that. And that is brilliant.
1: It's almost like so smart.
0: It's (laughs) almost like putting your phone in rice when you drop it in water. Yes,
1: (laughs) Exactly. But for cookies, which is way better,
0: which is way more important than your cell phone. So I just thought that that was a necessary piece of information that everybody listening to the show needs to know. So. Um, if you are like me and you heard that and your mind was blown and now you're like, now I need to try it and go <laughs> home and make some chocolate chip cookies and then put them in a box with a piece of bread so that the mo- moisture gets absorbed and so the, the cookies going go back to being delicious and crunchy.
1: Yeah. Post your cookies on Instagram yes. and share them. We'll call us. them hashtag
0: <laughs> business with cookies. Like <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So now we're going to actually get down to the, r- the real reason we're here other than facts about cookies um, and, and the wisdom our, our grandparents imparted upon us. Um, but Michelle... I'm so excited to talk with you and hear your story. So we're just going to skip the cookie talk or get past the cookie talk, and we're going to dive right in, and I'm going to have you give us the Michelle 101. So tell us your story and everything that happened to you to get you to where you are today and what you do for a living. Oh, my gosh. I'm
1: going to give you the short version. (laughs) I feel like this could be a series. I know, Um, It's crazy. But um, to kind of sum it up, I have always really been a super kind of driven person. I was that girl in high school who was um, saluted, second in her class, salutatorian did all the things. I um, was labeled, as you probably guessed, a perfectionist back then, not really understanding how impactful that word really was. And I pretty much threw everyone for a loop when I decided not to go to college and instead moved to California to join a performing arts group because I was in musical theater and things like that. And so I was with them for about a year and then traveled the world. And that really kind of opened me up to tons of possibilities, aside from just going to college and, you know, getting the job and doing the routine. But it also (laughs) kind of threw me off a little bit. And I wandered for quite some time. (laughs) And I kind of went to university and did a bunch of different things. And then my life really changed almost overnight when my younger brother was diagnosed with cancer. And I moved home and I spent the next year and a half with my family as he battled this disease and unfortunately lost his battle nine years ago this year. Mm -hmm. And that was really a huge turning point in my life because it made me realize that our time is super limited and we never know what's going to happen. And it was kind of a smack in the face, honestly, of like, what are you doing? you know, are you happy? What are you doing, Michelle? Is this what you actually want to do? And it set in motion what I think really led me to start my own business. So over the next couple of years, I started to really look at what do I love to do? Who do I love to be around? Who do I really want to be? And during the next couple of years, I got married. I went into public relations and communications, which has always been a passion of mine. And I had a baby. Mm. And Right after Cal was born, I looked at my husband and I was like, all right, it's time. I'm ready to, you know, really go all in on creating a career that I love all the time. And that's when I set out to be an entrepreneur. And it's been two and a half years now since I had that conversation with him. And I have created a business that is all about branding and and business mentoring, and I work with female entrepreneurs at every stage of the business from coming up with the idea and launching to running it and scaling it successfully. And I love every freaking second of it. That's why I'm up at 6 (laughs) a.m.
0: Oh, I think that's awesome. And, you know, for somebody who I love that you said that you kind of wandered, I'm like, I feel like anybody who says that they did not wander in their early to mid 20s is lying. Because (laughs) even the people that go to college and get the job, like, feel like they're wandering. I don't know, for me, personally, those first few years after college were by far the most challenging. I mean, and, and, I, like if I think about – if I go back into my life and I look at the, the different kind of segments of my life – like, the one I, I could certainly go back and just delete and, like, be cool with it is middle school for sure. I'm like, I'd delete middle school. Like, I don't there, I don't think there's even really a memory in there that I'm like, no, nah, I'd keep that memory. No, nope, let's just delete middle school. Um, but when I think back to, like, what was really the most transformative and challenging and all those things is those first few years after college and um, those first few years out of high school because, like, you go, you know, if you go to college after high school, you've got, you know, you, that, that same similar structure, but then an introduction of freedom. And mm-hmm. then you get out of college and all of a sudden you don't live near your friends and you have bills to pay. And, you know, your, your biggest worry isn't the exam tomorrow, but there's just all these other things. And perhaps you've moved away from all of your friends. And it's just a really challenging part of, of life because I mean, the people always talk about the quarter life crisis. And I think that that is in part to sort of that wandering period you described.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I've had a couple wandering periods in my life, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's always kind of been that craving for freedom, but then sometimes you get a feel for it and you're like, okay, now what do I do? Like I don't really know what this next step is, right? Whether that's yeah. like, oh, I'm taking freedom and I'm moving away from my family, or now, you know, I'm in college and not living at home, or, you know, I'm setting out to start my own business. And it's like, oh, wow, there's so much possibility. How do I kind of zero in on what's going to be the most effective? But I think that it's through that wandering that we actually gain clarity on our next steps.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of, um, so I I'm a I'm a believer. So like I I like to sometimes make biblical references. So um, but one of the things that makes me think of is like when the Israelites were wandering in the desert for 40 years, and it was like it was like God had literally told them that the promised land was ahead of them. And they were like, Mah, we're going to sit here and whine for 40 years. But yet during that time, like So many within them, like, yes, they whined and they complained, but yet God provided for them every single day. And during that time in the wilderness, eventually they got out of it and they were able to go into the promised land. Moses didn't get to go, but poor guy. Uh, But, but, you know, I mean, I just think about that and and like what that looks like of that time where we kind of wander in our own desert only to find ourselves uh, on the other side. And, and we're better for having had that desert time. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. So I want um, to talk a little bit. So you're, how old was your brother, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Yeah. He Well, he was 17 when he was diagnosed, um, and it was just two weeks before his 18th birthday. And he uh, battled cancer for a year and then passed away two weeks after his 19th birthday. So it was really only a year, but um, he was 19 when he passed away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I am uh, just thank you for sharing his story. And I know that um, that that is is just such a difficult thing to go go through and losing a family member is tough. And but, you know, especially when you watch them um, fight off a disease as awful as cancer, um, it really mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, just it can affect it affects everyone, um, you know. So when you lose somebody that you love at such a young age, um, you talked a lot about kind of having this this transformative moment within yourself of you, you are ready to kind of take life by the horns, so to speak, and no longer waste your life. Um, what were some of those early steps you took towards kind of figuring out what is it that I'm really passionate about at the end of the day after you lost your brother?
1: Yeah. So I think for me, it was really looking at my life as a whole and just being like, Are you happy? Like, it was a really weird question. I don't think I had ever asked myself before. Like, are you actually happy? And if you, if your life were to come to an end tomorrow, this was something that was constantly going over and over in my head. What would you have wanted to do? And one of the things that happened for me was I was like, wow, I am treating my body like a dumpster. Mm. (laughs) Like I was never healthy. I was always sick. And that was kind of the first step that I took to realize, wow, I can do this. I can start making these small changes. I can start feeling really worthy in my own life, which would give me the confidence to then take on bigger things. So I definitely started focusing more on, what I was putting in my body, how I was taking care of myself. And as a result of that, as a result of my self-confidence really kind of rising, I realized something about myself that I never knew to be true, which was that I really wanted to get married and possibly have a family. So this isn't something that I ever ever told anyone that I wanted to have children. And it was kind of a shock for me. And as a result of that, I really started just like looking for love around me, and one of the craziest things happened in that I ended up falling in love with my brother's best friend. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah. <laughs> so my brother's um, best friend—they've been friends since preschool—and he he would come over to my parents' house a lot, and um, still stay in contact with them after my brother had passed away, and we still talked and we ended up um, getting together and we got married and we had a baby together. And so that story in and of itself is just a crazy story, but it was like these, these moments after my brother passed away of me, really almost looking in a mirror at myself and saying, what are you doing? What do you really, really want out of life that made me realize that I was looking for that love. Like I was looking to be loved in that way. And Again, it was kind of like a ripple effect, right? It was like these small changes of my health and my wellness, which led to a growth in my confidence, which made me realize that I really wanted to have this relationship and then being with him, which really opened up this possibility of freedom. And so I started then taking small steps of, you know, changing my career and focusing on, I went back to school, you know, I was an old graduate. So I went back to school and focused on, like I had said, communication and PR, something I'd always been interested in, but didn't think that that was possible for me because that wasn't my old story, right? I had this old story of who I was going to be and and what everyone thought I should do after high school. And I allowed myself to pursue that. We moved to Chicago, we started traveling more and it was just all, of these moments where I took time to say am I happy am I doing what I actually want to do and if the answer was no then I changed it
0: yeah yeah I think that's amazing and at what point did you you know in this journey did you realize that you really had a knack for you know marketing and public relations and branding at what point did that kind of reveal itself to you so I've always
1: been interested
0: communication i think that comes from
1: my love from musical theater being on stage uh, and having to really communicate either a song or a dance or a scene to an audience and so when i started looking at my options in communication and saw this whole entire world of you know marketing and public relations I knew that that was an area in which I could really excel. I'm very extroverted and I'm also very analytical. So it it became really clear that this was something that would kind of combine all the things that I loved and still give me this opportunity to communicate with others. And so that's actually what I ended up majoring in and fell in love with it and ended up going to uh, working at a major PR firm, and then moving into the nonprofit sector with communication and advocacy. And so, I knew that this was something that I wanted to continue to do even when I left the traditional nine to five life. And so I started searching for what kind of business I could create that would allow me to do that. And that's when I really fell into the coaching mentoring world by accident during a (laughs) little midnight breastfeeding session where I stumbled upon an Instagram, which then sent me down a rabbit hole of other individuals and found this entire world where these women were creating businesses around what they truly loved and running them, you know, from their home or wherever they wanted to be working. And that's when I kind of realized that one of the things that I wanted to work with other women on was the analytical side, the structure side of running a business, but also this storytelling communication marketing side as well.
0: I know you are loving this chat with Michelle. I wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsor of the show, who's able to help make it possible, and that's Cosbox. As you know, Cosbox is one of my favorite ethical subscription boxes. I have been a subscriber for almost three years. Now, how it works is each season, a new box is released, filled with everything from accessories and home goods and jewelry to the best in skincare and wellness products that are not only amazing, but they are also doing the most good. Now the products are not just beautiful, they're also useful. The fall box actually already sold out in record time, but have no fear, they are releasing a fall welcome box. So it is limited edition and it contains the best products from the spring, summer, and fall cause box. It's incredible. I actually did a live unboxing on Facebook. So you can go over to my Facebook page and check out that video, but you can hurry, hurry, hurry on over to stillbeingmolly.com slash cause Use the coupon code Molly for $15 off to reserve your fall welcome box. Now back to my conversation with Michelle. So, fun fact, everyone. Um, my first major when I went to college was musical theater. <laughs> so, oh, I love that! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I also did musical theater for a long time, and I did comedy for years. I did sketch and improv comedy for close to fifteen years, and um, so it's always weird. It's always strange to me when I think about like the roundabout journey I took in my career. And now I had this background. But then I realized that a lot of the skills that I learned in theater and in comedy and improv, especially, you know, I've been able to apply in my public speaking, I've been able to apply it when I worked in radio, I've been able to apply it when I was a teacher, I've been able to apply those skills here as a podcaster and on my blog. So it's I mean, it's a it's funny, like how a lot of those things Kind of become the foundation for for something else but uh, you just it doesn't make sense at the time and sometimes it's a little roundabout and a little strange but um, I don't think I would have a lot of the skills that I have currently had I not done those things oh
1: I agree one hundred percent and that's actually one of the things that I had to do in my own journey was take a minute after I had been kind of wandering right in the entrepreneur space take a minute and say what are all the things that you've done, Michelle? Like, what is your past story? And which of those things really light you up? And which of those things can you then pull into creating this business? Because I had the freedom to create whatever the heck I wanted to create. And I really wanted to pull on all those past experiences. And one of the things I tell women all the time is, The reason I love live video and public speaking is because of my time in musical theater, being on stage and having those moments. Like I can pretty much handle anything on live video, right? Because you have to be ready to take anything that comes your way when you're working in theater.
0: Right. Absolutely. So now that you are, you know, two and a half years into your business and you specialize in working with female entrepreneurs, what have you, you know, what is it that really drives you every day and what is it that you have really learned in working with your clients over the last two and a half years?
1: Yeah, so I actually listened to one of your past episodes about the why. Oh, and yes. I think that that's, yeah, I think it was your last one as we're recording now. Yeah. And um, I am such a big believer in the why and the purpose that from day one has always been something I constantly remind myself of. I'm really grounded in. And so for me, what really keeps me going is this desire for a life of freedom, right? And I always say time, financial, and location freedom. And so that's always kind of been my why. But my deeper purpose has really been to unite women, to really help them uncover and own their stories and know that they have the power to write whatever ending they want to write, right? Like whatever past story has been playing over and over and over again does not have to be their final chapter. Mm. And so I do that now through entrepreneurship. And that's my kind of gateway to do that now. Will that always be how I empower women? I don't know, right? But for now, I'm able to help women who have always wanted to start their own business, who have always wanted to work from anywhere, to be at home with their children, to kind of lay those strong foundations, and then build a business that allows them to create that life of freedom. So something that I really stress when working with my clients is that your business doesn't need to take away from the life that you're creating. <laughs> like you don't have to experience burnout to be successful. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my goals to help women really create a business that lights them up so that they can then go and pursue the things outside of their business that actually light them up. And one of the ways that I do that is with a really strong foundation in branding. You know, putting together a personal brand, that's a true reflection of who they are. So they're always excited about what they're talking about and the communication that they're creating and the DMs that are coming, asking them about, you know, I don't know, what'd you make for dinner last night? Like really focusing on a personal brand as a whole and allowing the business, the service, the product to kind of be second to that. That has been one of the things that I have just loved doing and supporting my clients with.
0: Yes, absolutely. And amen to that. And I love I really grabbed on to um, what you were talking about, of about a woman's past story and, and how basically how it doesn't dictate their future. And that is a message. I think that it really resonates with a lot of women. Um, it can resonate with some men, but let's be honest, this is a message that really resonates with women because a lot of times women will hold on to the the messages that they have been told over and over their whole lives. And they hold on to those messages of, you're not going to be able to do it. You won't ever amount to anything. You're not capable of doing this. You're not, you know, whatever the lie is, they've been told their whole life this particular thing. Or they have a, a, a past trauma that they have experienced that is affecting everything that they are doing and they see their, their, you know, their life through this lens of this trauma and it really does hinder them a lot of times in their growth and so by being able to it's almost like it's almost like you're doing a type of business therapy because um, I I, I just I mean I've I've talked a little bit about this on this podcast I know I've talked about it on a couple others but um, for the first time in my life here I am I'm 33 years old and I started doing therapy this year and I'm like why did I wait 15 years to do this Um, yeah I because I just you know for a long time I just basically thought that I didn't need it and that I would be fine and just beginning to open up those those places of my heart and the experiences that I've had and be able to unpack them and have a a trained professional and an unbiased party be able to you know reconcile those things with me is really important and um, has been really helpful and transformative in the way that I now can kind of work through tragedy or trauma or difficult experiences. And I'm able to not let those things affect my business and, you know, my family and things like that. And I I can just now better identify like, okay, this is my issue. and I'm going to work on this issue by myself because this is my issue and not my husband's. It's not my children's. Like it's not my in-laws. Like it's it's mine. Um, But yeah, so it's almost like you're doing a type of business therapy with your clients.
1: Absolutely. And I love what you said, too, about being really open about talking about therapy, because I think sometimes we hear like your past story. And I know in business, there'll be like a module that you go through about your past story. It is not an overnight process. No. And I think sometimes we think that we should be over it in two seconds. It is a process of becoming, not only dealing with the past trauma or the past stories or the past beliefs that we keep telling ourselves, but also kind of rewriting those, reframing those, and then becoming aware, like you were saying, in the moment so that we don't repeat the same story over and over again. And it's not something that happens overnight. I'm still doing it, right? Like I'm still doing it in my own story. I probably will until the end of time, but I think it's just, our decision to not allow that to dictate our future or like I said be the final chapter
0: yeah Amen, girl. Amen. <laughs> we have an early morning church all up there. I love it. Um, so what is on the horizon for you and what um, what's coming up for you in the next few months and, and years and time?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, years. Ooh, we could go on that. I have I know, some really right? exciting stuff in the works. I actually just got back from Paris where Ooh. I was there for a mastermind experience. And we mapped out our next 10 years. So stay tuned oh for that. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> That's intense. I like it.
1: It's really intense, but really, really powerful to kind of see a big picture vision. Uh, So recently I just launched my own podcast, the Free to Be Podcast, which is all about helping women write their own ending. And we talk a lot about entrepreneurship, but we also talk more about the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories that women need to tell to really give other women permission and inspire other women to kind of go after their wildest dreams. So that's my little baby at the moment. I love it so much. So, the Free to Be podcast, and then I have um, my membership site, Free to Be You, which is for female entrepreneurs who are looking for strategy in a very simple and straightforward way, and the coaching support as well. So, Free to Be You, and um, in the next couple months, I'll be opening the card again to my group program, which is for new female entrepreneurs, and this will be the. Ooh, the third time I'm running it, fourth time I'm running it. So I'm really, really excited, um, and that'll be coming soon in the winter.
0: That is awesome. Well, I will make sure to include the link to listening to your podcast um, in in the show notes, along with uh, all of the information on the coaching. And all of that, Michelle, that's awesome. And I can't wait to see what happens over the next 10 years. (laughs) I know, right? Like, I'm
1: excited. (laughs) I know,
0: I know. Uh, Well, now is the time of the show when we transition a little bit to just get to know you. And I mean, not that we haven't been getting to know you, but it's just we're asking some fun questions. So uh, as my listeners know, this is also the portion of the show that my husband inserts a sound effect or uh, movie television quote of his choice to transition us to the get to know you round so michelle are you ready
1: i'm ready and i really can't wait to hear what my quote is i know i know we'll <laughs> see I,
0: so it really does i really want the listeners to know i have no input on this <laughs> so every time you hear it it really is and one thousand percent my husband and, and some some weeks i'm like really okay <laughs> and then some weeks i'm like that was awesome see, the key to eating a black and white cookie alone is you want to get some black and some white in each bite. Hmm. Nothing mixes better than vanilla and chocolate. And yet still somehow racial harmony eludes us. If people would only look to the cookie, all our problems would be solved. Okay. Uh, first question. If someone were to play you in a movie, who would you want it to be? Oh, okay. If it's based on looks, it would probably be Julianne Moore. Ooh. I get that a lot. Oh,
1: yeah. But I look like her in Boogie Nights. But if it was based on like personality, oh man, that's a hard question. I know, right? And I can't think of her name off the top of my head. I'm so bad with names. My husband is just like shaming me right now. Oh. <laughs> um I'm telling you, but she was she's always in movies with Bradley Cooper. She was in Joy <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's a really fun blend of like really outgoing in your face, a little bit of vulgar, but then also kind of tame. And I think she'd play me really well in a movie.
0: I love it. I, know, I love J-Law. Um, what is your go-to song at a karaoke night? I know you got one. I do.
1: It is Dixie Chick Sin Wagon. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love Sin Wagon.
1: That or Amy Winehouse. Not Rehab. Again, names. It's too early for yeah, names. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, any Amy Winehouse song is pretty good,
0: too. I love it. Yeah, I can always tell the people who have their go-to karaoke song. Because people fall into two categories. They either do karaoke and they have their go-to song. Or they're like, "Mm mm-mm, you could not pay me to do karaoke. Yeah, I
1: I would do it if I was sober or not sober. Yeah, so, exactly. So right. if I, yeah, right. Amy Whitehouse, Valerie, that's the one.
0: Ah, that's a good yeah. one. It's Goodness. a good one. Yeah, it's a unique, a unique go-to karaoke song. I like it. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure?
1: Uh, anything food related. <laughs> I'm. I love food so much. I swear, every time I'm on a podcast, I talk about food, and people are going to think I'm crazy. But I, food is such an experience for me. So any sort of like baked apple or pumpkin good. Mm. And it's like the perfect time for those right now. Yes. I could eat. Like an entire cake, if I was allowed to eat an entire cake, I may or may not have done that when I was pregnant. So, so
0: when I was uh, a teenager, I was a waitress at TGI Fridays. I don't even know mm-hmm. if they have TGI Fridays anymore. But I was a waitress. We do here, really? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I was a waitress at TGI Fridays when I was a when I was a teenager and into the first few years of college. And I don't even know if they still because, like I said, I don't even like. There's no TGI Fridays around here anymore. So. I don't know if they still have this, but they had this dessert called the Apple Crisp, and it was like warm apples with like this caramel crunch. And then, like, and I don't even really like caramel or caramel, whatever. And, but it was delicious. And then they would put a warm or a cold scoop of vanilla ice cream on top. And I'm like, I, I was born again like I was I, I died and went to heaven like it was that delicious it was so good <laughs> it's so
1: good I was actually at the store I was at Trader Joe's the other day and they had all their pumpkin stuff out and it's like 98 degrees in St. Louis which is ridiculous and I was like do I buy this now or do I wait and I was like wait Michelle yeah. otherwise you're gonna be eating pumpkin muffins in 98 degree weather I and saw, your husband's gonna think you're crazy
0: I saw somebody share a meme the other day that was like oh it's fall now and that in the south that means dot 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 nothing nothing it means it means nothing. It's yeah. 90 degrees outside. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Because like, here it is. We're in fall and it's like 70 billion degrees outside and 100% humidity. And you walk outside and you're just immediately like, Ugh. you can cut the air with a knife. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. Um, well, since you like food, what's the most unusual thing you've ever eaten?
1: Ooh. We used to go, and I'm vegan now, but we used
0: to go to this um place called
1: the Purple Pig in Chicago when I lived there. And they had really crazy, like, dishes. And I think one time we had pig ear. Ew. I think I had that before. And then, I mean, I've... I used to just try anything like I've eaten octopus, all of that. And It's so funny to talk about now because I don't eat any meat. That's but hilarious. I would say that that's probably the craziest thing that I've eaten.
0: That's hilarious. I love it. And yeah, yeah I would not eat that. I'm not an adventurous eater. I'm like mm, Oh, really? Yeah. No. I'm like, mm, "Nah, hard pass." Like I see those like people when people travel to Thailand, and they're oh, in the yeah. markets and they have like snakes on a stick. And I'm like, mm, no, that's a. Oh, that's yeah, don't about the, all that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> on the, I'm on the nope train to Nopeville for that one. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. And my last question is what are you most grateful for today?
1: Oh, I'm so grateful for my son. He was all about snuggling last Aww. night. And he also kind of had a dream where he laughed in his sleep, which is like my favorite thing in the that's entire world. The so. I'm just really so grateful for him and I love the eight. He's two and a half now and he is so much fun. He's like my favorite little person to be around all the time and no. such a great little business partner. So I'm just feeling when's, his,
0: of- when's his birthday? Uh, December 21st. He's a winter solstice baby. Oh, well, my son Amos is was born and um, he's also two and a half. He's his birthday is February 19th. So we both have our little two-and-a-half-year-old boys. And they really are – they are crazy – but they're also like so sweet and snuggly and you just want to like snuggle them all day long
1: I know it's like he's realizing what the word love means or what the emotion love means now and it's just really really beautiful yeah. to watch it's like he knows when mama needs some extra love and I he know. just says I love you all the time I know I know
0: like, Amos has started to say <sighs> I love you unprompted and I'm like oh stop it I'll give you whatever you want Like, <laughs> oh my gosh just
1: get ready because my son's obviously not two and a half right he is a couple months older than that but I'm so not that mom who keeps track of months. I yeah. just can't. And so um, just get ready because Cal did the same thing. It was like slow, but now it's like every hour. And oh I'm gosh, like, I okay, it. just keep it coming. Keep it coming I tomorrow.
0: i <laughs> Best thing ever. The best thing. Uh, well, Michelle, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and for your time and for sharing your story. And I just really appreciate it. And you were just, you were a blast. And I learned about everything from uh, following my dreams to to how to save a stale cookie. So... <laughs>
1: I'm just, i got a lot of knowledge up in A lot of of
0: knowledge up in that thinking brain. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Isn't Michelle incredible? I mean, we talked about everything from how to rescue a stale cookie, to therapy, to pursuing our God-given gifts and dreams. She's incredible, and I am so grateful for our time together. Another huge thank you to this week's podcast sponsor, Causebox. Don't forget to go to stillbeingmolly.com slash causebox and use that coupon code Molly for $15 off thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Now, when I say that, I'm done just saying it because I feel like I should say it, but I really do mean it. Your listens and your downloads and your comments online week in and week out mean so much to me. So thank you. Now, if you are a first time listener of the show, welcome. We have like a hundred and 12 episodes in the archives for you to go back and listen to so you should go check those out and for my regular peeps thank you so much for your support now be sure if you have not already done this go over to itunes spotify google play radio public whichever podcast app you like the most and make sure you're subscribed now that subscribe button is key y'all make to make sure that you never miss a new episode of the podcast and if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to leave a review of the show, that would also just help me to know what you're liking and how the show is impacting you. And if you share the show on social media, which I love when you do that, be sure to use the hashtag business with purpose podcast or tag me at still being Molly on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. This show is edited by my amazing husband and executive producer, John Stillman. The music is by Mark Killian of third wheel media. Thank you so much for listening and go do something good with purpose on purpose.